0: That's right, it's time for another episode of Restoring Your Voice with me, your host, Pastor David So that, so glad that you could join Real quick, did you know that you can donate? All right, There's three ways you can give in the description Check them out, doesn't matter which way you give Just appreciate any which way that you can give, okay? So with that, we're going to talk about today Is limited atonement biblical or not? If you don't know what that is, stick around and find out your voice with me your host David. I'm going to help you use your God-given voice I'm going to equip you for the good works of Jesus and prepare you for the return of Jesus I'm going to do this through hitting up hot biblical topics the problem areas in the body of Christ in the charismatic in other areas of the body of Christ in an attempt to help bring clarification charity consecration in love and patience as the Bible commands. I'm going to have special guests on that are going to equip you and edify you through their stories that give God the glory where you'll get different viewpoints and different areas because we're all one body and we all have a piece of the puzzle to share with one another. So I look forward to you watching, listening, and interacting. Alright then, welcome. I already see a bunch of people watching in the comment section, so I appreciate everybody out there. Uh, real quick though, uh, if you have a question, please use uh, type QUESTION in all caps, so I know it's it's an actual question, um, and not just comments or people interacting on there. So I would appreciate that. Alright, so I'm already seeing people, what is Calvinism all about? Well, we'll get into that. Uh, I know this is stuff that not... You know, you may or may not be aware of and that's okay But hey, that's what I'm here for, to help you out But today, I want to talk about specifically the doctrine of uh, limited atonement If you don't know, there's an acronym um, for the five points of Calvinism Which I do love acronyms, but I don't like th- these ones, or this one It's TULIP, T-U-L-I-P um, So the L in TULIP is limited atonement um, So TULIP uh, da, da, da. Ah, so the first one stands for uh, total depravity real quick. And I fully agree with that. In other words, without God, we're completely 100% lost, unable to love God, totally depraved on our way to hell. Nothing that we can do in and of ourselves to save ourselves. I completely agree with that. Now, it's the other one that I disagree with. And, I, and I'll let you know why. And um, so I was watching give you a little, uh, bit of background real quick. Uh, last night I was watching some Remnant Radio stuff. So hey, if you haven't checked out the Remnant Radio, go to their YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button. All right, you'll be blessed by the content. Anyway, I was I was listening to some stuff. I wanted to hear multiple viewpoints. I want to understand. Maybe I was wrong in this. Maybe I'm just misunderstanding where people are coming from. So I went to their soteriology um, playlist, which is stu- soteriology is the study of salvation. And first I listened to uh, a classic. Well, it was supposed to be about classical Arminianism. so I listened to that side first. Okay, then I was like, okay, now let me go to the other side, um, Calvinism. Let me see what this guy believes. Let me let me see what they believe overall. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just haven't studied enough, you know, uh, stuff like that. I just I just really 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 um, wanted to get an understanding. I, I want to be humble about it. But I got I'm not gonna lie to you. I was listening to this guy talk, and my head was spinning. The Calvinist guy, um, can't remember his name exactly. But uh, things are anyway. I got. I'm not gonna lie to you. I got really angry too. Listen to it, and I'll tell you why. Because, uh, uh, well, let me first read off the definition of limited atonement. L- let me let me read off that for you. And I got. I'm, I'm getting this off the website gotquestions.org. So let's lay the foundation. What is the belief of limited atonement? So it says here that the doctrine of limited atonement affirms that the Bible teaches Christ's atoning work on the cross was done with a definite purpose in mind to redeem for God, people from every tribe, tongue and nation, Jesus died. And they give some scriptures here, um, to save his people from their sins. The truth is seen in many passages throughout scripture. Okay. Uh, in John 10, 15, we see that he lays down his life for the sheep who are the sheep. So, so basically, uh, you can read, read on that. This, this belief is that Jesus only died for certain people. Okay. Um, People like I think I think somebody um, mentioned in the comments about Spurgeon. Spurgeon believed this. Um, Charles Spurgeon was a huge proponent of this. Where basically, and I'm, I'm not going to get the quote exactly, um, but believe that, and this is what Calvinists believe, is that Jesus only died for certain people, and that's why people go to hell. That his, if you read further on the website, God Questions, um, you can see where where they believe that if if people go to hell, Jesus accomplished everything he needs to on the cross for for people okay, God's wrath was 100% fully satisfied. And then this thing, we come to this thing we wrestle with that Calvinists don't because they believe in this. But why do people go to hell? If God fulfilled everything, if Jesus in his sacrifice fulfilled everything um, for God, uh, satis- satiated, satisfied the wrath of God on the cross, why do people uh, only go to hell? So the reasoning is, well, those people go to hell because they were never meant to be saved. Uh, Jesus didn't die for those people. And, and that's that's where the premise comes from. You can see where I'm starting to get kind of upset. So, in other words, so, you know, God's wrath was fulfilled. Was it fulfilled for who? So this only select group of people because, well, then people who end up in hell, um, jesus just didn't die for them and and god just you know so I have, I have a huge problem with that i'm just trying to look at the comments as I, as I keep talking but i have a humongous problem with that okay um a number of reasons one portraying as god as this wrathful angry god okay does does god get wrathful absolutely no doubt i have no doubt about that is, is he does he have righteous holy anger absolutely does he hate certain things absolutely but God wasn't sitting up there. Let me make this abundantly clear. Okay, okay. Why? Because Jesus said, "If you've seen me, you've seen the Father." Okay. Jesus walk, wasn't walking around ready to pour out wrath upon people. First and foremost. All right. Let, let's 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 get that point across. So God wasn't sitting up there like, a man, you know, he's got a big red button. He's gonna push it any minute now because it's full of wrath. So he sends Jesus to die for us to satisfy his wrath. No. No, no, no. Where does Jesus say he came to set that? Where, where does the Bible say that? He said, I came to reconcile the world, right? I didn't come to condemn the world, but I came to reconcile the world. Now that term world is also debatable. Also, um, the, the term um, that, that Calvinists go to is that Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. Okay, and they, and they make this to mean people whom God has already um, predestined. That's another thing we won't get into today. But that Jesus's sheep are those who, who, are, who are yet to be saved or are saved. In other words, they are yet to be saved because this is the atonement. However, I believe this is, stick with me here. Uh, now, why I believe this is so wrong, first and foremost, the first mistake made is not reading it not reading it through Jewish eyes. In other words, um, why did Jesus come? Who did he come to in in the first place? Who were these lost sheep that the Bible talks about? Well, we can clearly see throughout the texts that this was Israel, the lost house of Israel. And and we can see this where where Jesus makes certain things, uh, like he sends out his disciples, right? And he says, don't go to the Gentiles, for, for instance. He tells them not to do that it's a, a, a strict command at that time. why did he do that? because when Jesus' earthly ministry was to the Jewish people only and it wasn't until 10 years after his ascension by the way that Peter first that the, that the gospel, you know Peter we, we can we remember where where uh, Cornelius sent a messenger to him and at the same time Peter had a vision. okay it wasn't until then, which was 10 years after the resurrection that the gospel was first presented to the Gentiles. And now Gentiles started getting grafted in. So Jesus was talking about the lost house of Israel. They, they even go on to try and use, um, Isaiah 53 as, as a way to say, no, he only died for some people. No, Jesus died for all peoples. however, The reason why he had to come to the Jewish people, his own people. Yes, that's another mistake that that why we get this belief, I believe, is that people forget to realize that Jesus is Jewish. And as he walked the earth, he was called rabbi, not a term used toward a Gentile. All right. He he was um, sent. Why? Because redemption was supposed to come through Israel. That's why God set the nation of Israel apart from every other nation, because the Messiah was going to be born to a Jewish woman. He was going to come to his people first. And we we can flip over and see that reason why. We can flip over to Romans chapter 11, where we see that we are grafted in and that we are not to boast against them. Okay, we can even see where we're in uh, Romans chapter 9 where Paul starts off talking about how heartbroken he is that his own people were rejecting Jesus. Not all of them. Let's also make that fact that the very first quote-unquote church or or uh, ecclesia, community of believers, right? Because that's what ecclesia means at the time. Uh, the actual Greek word means um, in its basic sense a community so it would be a community of believers, was Jewish people. The very first large group of people to come to Jesus were 3,000 Jewish men, women, and uh, children who were in Jerusalem at that time for the feast of what we call Pentecost. So it all started out with the Jewish people. No Jewish people, no Messiah, no salvation for the world. This is important for us to realize because oftentimes we want to read the Bible primarily through Gentile eyes, when the majority of the Bible was about Israel and the Jewish people. Is it about redemption? Is it about Jesus? Absolutely, but if you read, the majority of the text was in relation to the Jewish people, and and it wasn't long after that. After, like I said, the um Paul gets called a Jewish man, by the way, whose primary mission, primary ministry was to the Gentiles. In other words, non-Jewish people. So what is a Gentile? Anybody not a Jew by 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 blood, not merely by converting to Judaism. That is the, the difference. And, and so I was listening to this guy talk last night, and, and He's trying to justify his belief. Trying to. He's trying to justify this belief system of things like limited atonement, for instance, that is only for a certain group of people. And he's he using this lost sheep thing. So I, saw so I'm hoping I'm, I'm helping you to see what who the lost sheep of it were. It was Israel. It applied to the Jewish people. Does it apply to us now? Yes, it does, because we're now grafted in. So if we're grafted in, obviously we become his sheep, but only because we're grafted in by whom? To whom? The Jewish people. Paul even warns against boasting in Romans at the end of uh, Romans chapter 11. Okay, don't boast about it and and he says don't do it why because if you do guess what you're going to fall under judgment boom all right now I got a question here let's see um good, I'm great I love questions why does limited atonement make you angry is it just because it's false or no it's it's not not mainly because it's false it's mainly because and I was going to get to it um because of the way it keeps people away from Christ cuz you if you present this type of argument to, to and people hear this it presents multiple issues for people in the body of Christ so say for instance somebody starts really screwing up maybe they walked away from Christ where is what the bible tells us to do to restore a lost brother right people also get this idea i don't need to restore that person they walked away because they were never saved to begin with you know jesus atonement wasn't for that person you see this is going against the bible this is a going against the very character and nature of Jesus. And my heart, you know, especially as a pastor, is to shepherd people. It's to, it's to see people grow in their walk. This is obviously first and foremost see people come to Jesus. Not people come to Jesus because well they were already saved and now that they heard the gospel, well now they were able to come. That's why because God already He already atoned for them. He already predestined them for this. So not that they heard this, um, this was awakening. In well, what about everybody else? I mean, clearly, we have a choice to play, and that's why. Because to me, this one keeps people uh, out of the kingdom. I mean, think about it. You're some atheist out there, right? You don't know any better, right? Because as an unbeliever, unless God gives us, I'm going to hopefully I pronounce this word correctly, uh, prevenient grace. So in other words that grace to give us a chance to understand to believe to accept the gospel truth um unless it gives us that right we we cannot understand it but what 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 is being said is you don't understand it you didn't come to salvation because you were never destined you weren't atoned for okay because I'm all about redeeming people seeing people reading not me Jesus does it obviously and it gets me angry because it also, like I said, it, it is against the Bible. And anything that I study and is against scripture also makes me angry. Um, but because it keeps people, also keeps people from being restored. That person was just never that way. They they walked away, they, they weren't atoned for, they were never meant to be saved. That's why they walked away in the first place. Don't worry about them. The Bible tells us about restoring your lost brother, covers a multitude of sins. Right, which means when we restore that brother or sister, it covers their sins because they've been atoned for. So ho- hope that answers. Um, so this limited atonement is just and and the definition of world. I was listening to this guy talk. He said, What 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 did it really mean when 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 Jesus used the term world? Now, now let me just give you some people say, um and and would say that the world only was for the the known world at the time. Hogwash. Let me just put that out there. Now, what he was saying was that the world meant Jews here, Gentiles there. Well, how does that tie in? Let me let me ask you this. I like getting people to think critically. Let, let me ask you: If is that not a definition of the world, like every person, right? Jew and Gentile. In other words, Jew by by blood, Gentile by blood. So you have jewish people and then you have everybody else everybody else and so yeah it 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 really strikes me as weird when they try to justify this and and i i studied this i thought on it i prayed about it uh what what should i say how should i talk about it because i want to i want to do this in a way that opens people eyes up to to jesus And if people are maybe struggling with their salvation, I don't want you out there struggling saying, I'm having a difficult time, especially if something tough happened. What if you lost a child? That's a very difficult thing to go through. I know I've been there and done that. So you're sitting there wrestling. I don't know if God is true. Is he really good? I mean, these are honest questions to ask ourselves when we go through a tough time, right? When when something very difficult happens to us. This is very, 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 these are honest questions. So are you telling me that that person wrestling with that is wrestling with it because they weren't atoned for, because Jesus didn't die for them? No, hogwash. Where's the where's the compassion in this theology? To me, it's lacking. I, I don't see it there. And, and Jesus, let's go to John three sixteen. I'm gonna I'm gonna start reading from there real quick. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. That whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Now the Bible says whoever, it doesn't say whoever Jesus chooses, right, or whoever Jesus died for only. It didn't say anything about that. Now let's let's, let's read on further. For God did not send His Son into the world once again the world, uh, to to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Amen. So He didn't come to condemn a single soul. Okay, people don't end up in hell because they're, because Jesus came and condemned them and sent them that way. Okay, the reason people go to hell is quite simply. They choose to reject Jesus, plain and simple. I'm a simple person. I like to keep things simple. Um, okay, let me see. And verse 18, he who believes in him is not condemned. But he who does not believe is condemned already. There you go, is what I said. Because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. It doesn't say anything in the text I just read from. There are other texts I can bring up. It doesn't say anything about only certain people. This only applies to a certain group of people. Now, saying that it does, secular logic at best. Now, I will tell you my thoughts. Like I said, listening to, to various audiences, listening to two to, to different sides, study of the scripture, which I love to diligently study just because, not because I'm so awesome. Believe me, I'm not. And I will tell you that this belief is rank heresy. Now, it may offend people out there, and I don't mean to offend anybody, but I have to call it what it is because limited atone preaches a, a different Jesus in a different gospel. And Paul warns in the Bible that if anyone comes after us, Preaching a different Jesus If anyone comes after preaching a different gospel Let him be made anathema Let him be excommunicated Don't have anything to do with such a fellow Let's see, world oh, Word translated world is cosmos Yes, in the Greek, implies a huge scope Yes, let me put that up there on the screen There we go, thank you for that, appreciate that um, and so this is what it is. Why is it rank heresy? Right? Because the biblical definition of heresy, right? It's not that I speak in tongues and you don't. Okay. It's not uh you believe in the gifts and I don't, or I don't believe in the gifts and you do, whatever you want to put. It. Okay, it's none of that stuff. Rank heresy is dealing with salvific issues. All right, I'll give you some definitions in case you're wondering. Believing uh, denying the deity of Jesus is heresy for one. Um, Believing that Jesus was not resurrected Believing that Jesus was a created being And is not God Things like that Uh, Thinking there are more than one way to salvation Right? Like Pelagianism, right? Where Pelagian believed uh, Pelagius, sorry (laughs) um, Believed that we have some inherent good in us And therefore that's how we can, you know, get there Because we have inherent good in us Okay, that is rank heresy Um, Something um, Augustine um, fought against and they debated About things like that In other words it's salvific In nature or, or dealing with the very character of Jesus The gospel is good News So that's why I believe this is rank heresy because Because nowhere Does does Paul go around With this mindset you know Whether you read in the acts or you read it through His epistles that oh, Only a certain select group of people Are chosen only a certain select group of people Jesus died for. In fact, Paul, man, like I love me so I love Brother Paul. He's a humble dude. Like he's writing like to them. He's like, Oh yeah, sinners, and oh, by the way, the chief of them am I. Like, what? What? No. Jesus atoned for us absolutely. And he opened, let me let me put this out there. Okay, not only were our sins atoned for. But let me just also caution you and say, not in some way where no matter what we do, they're atoned for. No, it was it was atoned for in the sense, like if somebody came up to you and said, hey, I have a car to give you, right? But you don't ever take that car, then you never receive it. That's in that sense, because we can never die. We, we, we can't do anything in and of ourselves. Okay, there's no works that we can produce in and of ourselves Why because jesus had to do it for us because we can never do it in and of ourselves So let me let me give this idea for atonement What where does this idea of atonement come from? Well, obviously god himself But his instructions we see it play out in the old testament, right? Um, God gives clear instructions to the high priest what how the high priest is supposed to make atonement for the sins of israel right known as yom kippur the day of atonement right what does the priest have to do he has to gather two spotless animals right sheep goat bring them in right slaughters one the innocent one places his hands upon the goat and leads the the goat out into into the wilderness. Um, Some people say, as a zale, I don't know if I agree with that, Um, but still, you know, into the wilderness. And yet, when the high priest, according to God's instructions, is making atonement, he's making atonement for the entire nation of Israel. All right, you can see how this plays into, by the way, um, the the atoning sacrifice of Jesus so here 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 we see a smaller picture in the Old Testament a sacrifice made to atone for the entire nation of Israel's sins does that mean so does that mean nobody's ever going to screw up again? absolutely not We see that play out throughout the Old Testament where 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 if in fact it turned that almost the entire nation of Israel, fell into sin to such a degree that god had to um, send him into captivity so they clearly had a choice yes they were atoned for but they still played a choice whether or not to accept or reject the very grace of god so many people may say um how how did old testaments how did old testaments Saints, why are they saints? I mean, Jesus hadn't died yet, the same way we do it now. We believe and receive. Why? Because of the awesome atoning work of God. So this is, I hope you're getting why I don't like this why I'm calling it rank heresy. Not because I'm, you know, out there trying to be a heretic hunter. That's not my heart. But it would be like me not calling Jehovah Witnesses heretics, right? Or Mormons heretics. So it's not about that and I hope that if there is a Calvinist listening that you're hearing my heart behind this. Okay, I'm not condemning anybody to anything. I want people brought into the full fold. I want people to be able to fully preach the real gospel. That is the power of God to set men free. Amen? Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. The Bible does not and anywhere explicitly make it clear that there is only atonement made for a certain group of people. Nowhere. You can maybe eisegetically, in other words, you can read your beliefs into the text, but it still doesn't pass the scripture test. Now, do I doubt that Calvinists uh, do good things? No doubt. Anybody can do good things. We're, We're made in the Imago Dei. The very image of God. That's why we're capable of doing good things. It's not because we're Christian, by the way. I mean, there's plenty of non-Christians that raise families all the time. And they do their best to provide for their families. All right? In fact, many times, non-Christians do a better job than Christians, by the way. Muslims, hint, hint. Just saying. So, we need to be that's why that's why I get upset because I want people coming to come into the kingdom of God. I want everybody to have a given chance. I want you out there to know if you're wrestling right now with something salvific, okay, the door is still open for you until you draw your last breath. Okay. I'm not the arbiter of who's saved and who's who's not um in relation to every single person out there. I'm 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 covering a belief system, is what I'm doing. Okay. And I believe that there are some people who call themselves Calvinists who don't hold to this limited atonement doctrine. Okay. So let me not, let me just make that clear. I'm not the arbiter of who and who isn't saved and who's going to heaven and who's not. But I want you to know if you're struggling with a salvific issue, maybe you're a part of the body, the door is still open for you. Okay. I'm not going to judge whether or not you've committed some unpardonable sin or not. Okay. I'm not going to do that. I don't know. Only God knows the heart of man. But yeah, I, 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 I this idea that God was sitting up there full of wrath toward us. No. The Bible makes it clear about the wrath of God. Yes, it does. And believe it's in Romans. You know, let me go, let me just highlight this because this plays into this theology, by the way. Let me let me let me go look up this scripture verse. I believe it's in um, Romans. I know it's in Romans. Um it's either Romans four or two. Bear with me here. Um, let's see, let me just look it up. Ah, so it says here in Romans 2, verse f- uh, five, but because of the hardness and impenitent heart, because of your hardness and impenitent heart, you are storing up treasures of wrath against yourself. So, there we go. Why is God wrathful against people because of hard? Hearts, because of disobedient hearts, because of hearts who refuse to believe. And God made a way for all mankind. Okay, we know the Bible says that. It made a way for all mankind. All right, somebody's saying a question here. Did I that I miss that? Has a question. Yeah, I did see the question. I think I answered it. Oh, I'm sorry about that. I did miss it. All right, let's let's read it. Let's see what I can do. Uh, is the cross and what Jesus accomplished their part of Christology or another subdivision of theology? Um, I think, I believe it, I think, it, if you ask me, it covers uh, a couple different areas. It covers soteriology, the study of salvation. Uh, yeah, Christology, the very nature of Christ himself. Absolutely. Um, can't think of any, I'm not, I'm sure, I mean, general theology, uh, obviously. Yeah, it, it does cover a few things. Um I wouldn't call it well overall theology, maybe subdivision would be a, a good word. Sure. Sure, yeah, it would be a, a good word. Um so yeah, what cross accomplishes mainly mainly falls under um soteriology is, is to me what it would fall under. I, I could be I could be wrong about that. Um and if I am wrong, please correct me on that. Um if you find out I'm wrong later on, go ahead, and drop a comment um in the video and let me know. I'm more than happy to admit when I'm wrong. So, I'm just, I am just so so you see where the wrath of God comes into play. It doesn't come into play as in this guy was waiting to to wipe out all mankind. You know, in fact, who had that wrong idea? remember, remember a dude that spent, spent a few nights in the belly of a giant fish name of Jonah? Yeah, he had the attitude about Nineveh. What happened to him? He didn't want to go to Nineveh. Why didn't he want to go to Nineveh because they were enemies. He thought they should be uh, destroyed and wiped out. He had that same idea. Yet, yet God clearly rebuked him I mean the dude had to spend Three nights in the belly of a big fish mm, I wouldn't say it's a Holiday inn in any any Regards But he, he did that and then when he did And they did repent And they were saved and spared He still got angry for God for doing that You know who else had an attitude like that And Jesus was, rebuked him Sons of thunder John and James Remember well, They just rejected you you need to call down fire upon that. Jesus rebuked him. What, what did he say? No, nah, no, nah, you know, yeah, go ahead. Or hold off for it for a little bit. Let me give him a chance. No, he rebuked him and said, no, you don't know what spirit you're of. So, so this idea of 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 God who sends Jesus, right? Jesus, God in the flesh, the Father's, he's sent on mission. I, I'm not going to say this perfectly. I'm just trying to tread very carefully with this because I don't want to, I don't want to be smirched to the triune nature of God. Anyway, Jesus comes, God in the flesh, right? Makes the statement that I am. So I am eternal. right? I am God. He said, Yahweh. And he did this to show that, you know what? I'm the same one in Genesis. I'm the same one you read about in the Torah. I'm the one that you read about um, in the writings and the prophets. I'm that guy, by the way. Yeah, me. I am God, which means He was the same forever. And we know that God's nature doesn't change. But what is God's nature? what I think that'll come into play here. What is the nature of God? God is love. So I, I'm I'm believe me, I, I have no I have no issue. I have no issue believing in, in the wrath of God, but that's not his nature. I have no issue with that whatsoever. I have no issue with when God pours out judgment. I have no issue with it whatsoever. Why? Because he's God and he can do whatever the heck he pleases. No no issue with that. But that's not his nature. All right. Everything God does is out of a place of love. Even one day. Check this out. Let me highlight this to you. When his wrath is poured out finally in the great tribulation, whenever that is, what is the purpose of it? Is it simply to, do, to wipe sinners out? No It is to redeem the entire world Because what What Proceeds out of that wrath Right a, a, Eventually a new heaven and earth Right At the very Jesus setting up his kingdom here Forever Redemption Okay God is always in the business of redemption Does that times he have to pour out his wrath? Yes but it's always, always, always in the light of redemption. God is not up there waiting to strike you down. If if you need to hear that, maybe you got an attitude about God, man. Right? If I mess up, if I step out of line, God's just waiting to smack me down. No, He is not. No, He is not. That is that is wrong theology about God. I, I want you, I don't want people to, to walk around in condemnation. I messed up. Oh no, that's called repentance. First John talks about that. That if we sin. We have a high priest in heaven. Amen. This is why I get so fired up about certain topics like this. You see, you see these ideas that they get perpetuated by this idea, wrong idea, heretical idea of, of limited atonement. Now you may disagree with me on that and you're free to disagree with me on that. People disagree with me on stuff all the time, but it is what it is. I'm just trying to go off. uh, of what the Bible says now I believe, let me, let me go, so you, so I want to show compassion. Now, uh, what people believe today is not new. Okay, Luther believed this stuff, okay? The great reformer, he he believed it. Now, I believe that, that Luther did believe this kind of thing because if you don't know much about Luther, and I highly recommend you read that book by Eric Metaxas, Luther, biography of Martin Luther, he wrestled with this darkness. I don't remember the German word he used, uh, to describe it, but it was this darkness that, that Luther just always had about him Okay, he never saw himself As good enough, you know, even After the epiphany with, That we are saved by faith alone which, which Kind of started kicking things off In the whole Reformation But, you know, slowly That He wrestled with this idea That he was even good enough Now I believe part of him believing In this type of you know, limited atonement and all that had to do with his own wrong views of God, how God saw him and how he saw himself, because he he walked around with this ever-present darkness about him, you know that he struggled with daily, and so I believe that he read that into the scriptures. I'm not saying he wasn't a great theologian. That please hear my heart on this. Okay, I've read, I've read, I've read. All ninety-five of his theses, which is not a long read, but I read them all, and you know, I I can't tell you exactly when Luther began to believe in this type of limited atonement, but he did. Um, yeah. Oh, wait, see, let me see. I got a comment here. Hold on, let me put it up on the screen. Let's see. He said, "Oh, David should get a load of the doctrine of unconfessed sin." Back in the 90s yeah I grew up in the church in the 90s I won't walk around say but I grew up in the church in the 90s um all because I have obvious disabilities oh I did oh Lordy yeah that's own other subject to, to talk about but it's wrong yeah right you didn't have enough faith that so you must have sinned and God made you that way based off of one based off of one time in the Bible that Jesus that that ever happened let me let me let me let me uh <laughs> let me make this clear. Don't hang your theology off of one passage of scripture alone. If your theology is correct, then there will be multiple explicit scriptures that talk about it. Okay, we shouldn't have to do some circular reasoning to find it, like people do with this belief of limited atonement. Now we could go into a lot more, and there's um there's a lot here about it. But I really, really, I don't want to go too deep into it anymore. So I appreciate everybody watching. I do. If you haven't yet, give it a thumbs up. Please click that share button. If you haven't yet, subscribe to to the channel, please. Hey, got more content coming this way. Hey, tomorrow, real quick, tomorrow I have an interview airing because Tuesday is the day I interview um, air interviews. You don't want to miss it, okay? If you've been a performance-based Christian this Interview is going to bless you all right next Week I have a another Interview coming up with Dorsey Ross Okay a man who lives With um probably A disability you've never heard of And yet he's living for Christ Amen so you want to you want to Catch that interview next week and Then Thursday I'll be covering Um I'll be doing uh, Another review of 2022 prophecies Um it'll be probably The last video I do on that but I'm gonna I'm gonna cover um, some people on Thursday, and the reason I'm doing this is so we can have correct theology, and so we don't fall into these traps of just believe the words of the prophets, right? So anyway, I'll be doing that Thursday. Um, I, why no? Sh- why is my sh- show s- schedule like that? Because Wednesday night I preach. Um, but hey, if you want to catch that, you can watch it right here. We'd love to have you. So anyway god bless you i'm out of here for now thank you so very much i'm humbled oh yeah don't forget you can give three ways you can give in the comments in the description all right we appreciate any month that you can give god bless you